Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today, I'm going to talk about mastery. The name of today's episode, 608, yippee, yippee, I'm so excited, is there is power in mastery. Now, this whole project started in April of 2020, nearly two years ago, and we're at episode 608, and I'm so excited about that. I just had a really great guest that will be coming up in a few episodes talking about many of the same things that I do, and that's really around this. You can have anything you want in your life, and here's how I know that. I've created it. I didn't used to believe it. I used to hear those things like, well, you can have whatever you want, or you can create whatever you want, or whatever you can think and believe you can achieve, and you've heard all that stuff too. Do you believe it? Or do you think it's nonsense? Really, in your heart. See, that's the question, isn't it? So the title of today's episode is There is Power in Mastery. Mastery of what, you say? Well, let's talk about that because there's a whole bunch of things you could master. There's a, there's a phrase or a saying that I heard the Buckminster Fuller said that says, um, there is nothing in a caterpillar that tells you it's going to be a butterfly. Now think about that for a minute. There's nothing in a caterpillar that tells you it's going to like turn into that beautiful thing, a moth or a butterfly, you know, they're so beautiful and delicate and they fly and they have those beautiful wings. There's nothing in a caterpillar that tells you that. So, but it does it anyway. Like you don't look at that and know. And so sometimes we look at ourselves and we think there's nothing in me that tells me I'm going to be good at anything. Not even, not even good at anything, let alone mastery. So here's the question. I heard a a YouTube video and watched and listened mostly to a YouTube video the other day that talked about mastery. And here was the question. Can you get so good that others use you as an excuse to not even try? What does that even mean? Well, you know that when you see someone who's spectacular, I've seen YouTube videos of uh, young kids playing Things that I know are spectacularly difficult on the piano. Um, Franz Liszt, Mephisto Waltz, for example. I saw a 13 or 14-year-old kid play that and astounding. And you could look at that and say, I could never get that good. You, can, you dismiss them as, well, naturally talented. It must come easy. Or you just, you know, it's a fluke. It can't happen. And you dismiss it because the other answer is, they put in that much work to get that good and that advanced at whatever it is that they're doing. So the title of today's episode is There is Power in Mastery, and it's beyond the obvious. Like if you master something and you do it, 
that well, people look at you and they're like, wow, they're in awe of that. Now, we're in the middle of the Olympics, the 2022 Winter Olympics, which are being held in Beijing this year. And at every Olympics, the summer last year, and, and which was, you know, two, a year late, and the winter ones this year, it is astounding. You just watch the awesome skill and poise and accomplishment of those who have put in the work to do that. And, you know, you think that athleticism is the purview of the young, and that's not really true. I've forgotten which event it was. Uh, one of the skating events or skiing events, the gold medal went to a 35-year-old. Now, by the standards of the youthful Competitors, that's an old, ancient geezer, almost, you know, not really. I didn't even learn to ski until I was in my late 40s, 45, I think. I learned to snowboard at 50, and I learned. I learned how to ski all the way up to black runs, and, you know, I certainly wouldn't have been an Olympic competitor, but I could manage black and even some double blacks. And I learned to snowboard at 50, and I learned to snowboard all the way up to... Black. I don't think I would have considered myself a double black snowboarder, but I could certainly do uh, hard blue and black runs on the snowboard and have fun and enjoy it and not kill myself or others. So, and that was much, much later. But the example watching the Olympics is just the incredible skill and dedication that those people, each individual athlete puts in, and whether they win a medal or not, to get to the level where their country sent them to this world stage to compete in that level of performance for any event at all is just astounding. So there is power in mastery, and I want to take apart that, that phrase. The first thing that you get with mastery is you get the obvious accolades from outside. So someone views your mastery at anything, whether it's playing some incredibly difficult music on an instrument like the piano or some other instrument, or mastering the slopes on skis or snowboard or slope side with rails and all of the rest in it, whatever it is, you know, those of us that can't do that or even close look at it in awe and wonder at the balance, poise, skill, handling the pressure and all that. Well, there's analogies in every area of life, and you know that. People that handle pressure and poise, whether it's in uh, some kind of sport like that or in any kind of economic competition or in business or competing for accounts or in a courtroom or in a tense personal situation. What about the poise at handling the pressure of learning some terrifying diagnosis for illness? Or what about the poise and grace of handling a difficult health situation with a loved one where someone died or is struggling or when someone has insulted you wildly or treated you unjustly. There's all kinds of poise and pressure handling that can be part of that, and that is mastery. What about someone who listens so powerfully and so well that they're deeply connected and you can feel that and you, you're drawn to that? Well, so there is power in mastery and there's power that comes in the recognition from others. There's power that comes in 
the things that you can accomplish because you have achieved that degree of mastery set separate from the accolades, just your ability to accomplish something and to make something happen in the world. And hopefully what you're doing is good. And the third place where you get real accomplishment and understanding is in yourself. Because whenever we sit out to do something hard, there's always this doubt. Oh, can we do it? It's impossible. Oh, am I good enough? Can I handle it? And when you do it, or even when you're on the way to doing it, you know, oh, I worked out really hard today. I don't have to worry about, can I do that? I did it. So if I did it again, if I did it today, can I do it again tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a real uh, personal benefit. So here's your challenge in creating your ultimate life. Because remember, your ultimate life is something no one can deny you. And you've heard me say that now hundreds of times on these episodes. But it's true. Nobody can deny you creating your ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. Now, I recognize people define ultimate lives a lot of other ways. And I see people posting, you know, their lifestyle pictures and skiing and hot tubbing and driving expensive cars, and that's fine. I've discovered for me... And the truth about the ultimate life is created when we are loving and serving each other. And that's why I put so much effort and energy in this is to lift and love and bless you. Really. That's my goal, is to serve with my divine gifts. It's funny, I know that I have a, a radio voice. I've been told that a lot. I had someone, I jumped on, him, jumped on a podcast yesterday, two days ago. And we hadn't yet started recording. And the first words out of his mouth is, wow. The minute I heard your voice and then went on to say some really nice things. So I've been blessed with that and I want to use it to lift and bless you. I want to use it to encourage you. Every ounce of love and power and encouragement and vibrance I want to give you. You can do anything you want. Nobody can stop you except you. And I know there are times when you feel like you'll never make it. I know there are times when I felt I can't do it. It won't work. I felt like that with singing. I felt like that in the studio. I felt like that writing books. Now I have 16 books done and a dozen albums. But it wasn't easy. And so there is real power in mastery. Now here's the question. A few minutes ago I said something from Buckminster Fuller about there's nothing in a butter and nothing in a caterpillar that lets you know it's going to be a butterfly. So then it becomes a butterfly anyway. And here's something I heard on a video the other day. The question was, can you work so hard that even with nothing telling you you're going to be a butterfly, can you become a butterfly anyway? Even though you can't sort of believe that it's your somehow birthright or your divine right to have it. We don't, you know, we're not entitled to anything. You and I, we get what we create. And the sooner we believe and understand that, two things happen. One, we stop expecting stuff to be easy. And two, we're liberated because we then come to realize you can create anything you want. You're a divine being created by God. You have infinite potential. The only reason you or I don't have everything we can imagine is we haven't created it yet. Someone said the best way to predict the future is to create it. We'll start today. 
It doesn't start with excuses. It doesn't start with blaming. It doesn't start with any of that. I certainly have lived in that place, and maybe you have too. So pick a thing or two things and say, this I will master. And I can tell you for sure the most important thing to master is yourself, your feelings, your emotions, your choices, your reactions, how you choose to walk through the world. And that sounds like some esoteric thing. What do you mean walk through the world? Well, react in every situation. I ask myself all the time, Kellen, who are you being? Are you being a grumpy, entitled person? Are you being a kind, uplifting person? Are you being forgiveness where you carry no anger, bitterness, or judgment toward anyone for anything? Like, who are you being right this minute, right here, right now? One of the things in my personal truth and commitment document that governs my life is that I look every day for coaching, for uh, for examples, coaching. That's what I call it. You know, you think about the Olympics and all the coaches there that are with all their athletes, helping them right up to the last second, be their very best. So I look for coaching every day. And you know where it comes from? It comes every single day from the spirit, you know, our intuition, God, the divine. I get coaching every single day. Feelings, oh, I could do this. I could do this different. I could be more of this and be better there. That comes every day. You know where else it comes? It comes from my beloved companion, Joy. Joy is my song, my balance. She's the light in my heart. And every day, all I have to do is look at her. And I don't mean she sits around and says, all right, let me school you. Just who she's being. Bright, cheerful, optimistic, positive. Hey, we could do this. She's got a stall, an antique stall in one of the antique malls. And she gets so excited every time anything happens. Oh, we sold this. Oh, somebody wants to buy our old antique chairs. Oh, and it doesn't matter. It's just, it's just schooling. It's coaching to watch her action and attitude about things in life. Everything is an opportunity and positive. So that's another place. And another saying in that same place is I get coaching from every person I meet. Every person. Think about it. I look for it. That's why I find it. It isn't on a silver platter. And that means regardless of their standing, like if they're rich or if they're poor or their status, if they're her stature, if they're tall, short, you know, old or young, grown up or not. I use the word standing, stature, and status. Standing, I use to mean rich or poor. Stature is tall, you know, they're how tall they are. And I use that to mean old or young. And status is just the word I use to mean if they're famous or unknown. So that means every single person I meet with, everyone I meet on lunch club, everyone I meet in the grocery store, even if I don't talk to them, I watch. I'm a student of behavior, a student of energy. I see how each person is living their life. And I say to myself, is there something there I need to learn? Is there something there that would make me more available, more loving, more kind, more forgiving, more uplifting, a bigger light? My first three words are, I'm a beacon of light, I'm a vessel of love, and I'm a conduit of power every day, all day long. And you know how that gets filled up? By watching people 
and by learning from every single person. And in that way, I create one more step of mastery of myself and of my life. I can promise you that if you dedicate yourself to mastery of your heart and your life, your attitude, your language and behaviors, that is a giant piece of creating your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky.